Greetings, friends and family. It is the weekend of Sunday, August the 2nd, and I hope that you are doing well. Over these next several weeks at Benaral Christian Fellowship, we're going to be looking at the book of Ephesians. Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus is, uh, is an interesting book. You know, on one level, it's very deep. It's a very theological book and letter. But on the other hand, it's, it's sort of like Christianity 101. There's a lot. It's basics. It's the basics of our faith, the basics of apologetics of a, of a, of a walk, of a, of a life in Christ. You know, Paul spent more time in Ephesus than anywhere else. And then as he when he left Ephesus, then Timothy comes and is there with the church. So some interesting correlations and, and interesting things uh, going on. This week, we're going to be look at Ephesians chapter one, verses three through 14. I'm going to read from the NIV. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his good pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us and the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us, with all wisdom and understanding. He has made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth and under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you were also and also you were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Let me pray. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be holy, pleasing, and acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So Paul speaks in the first chapter of Ephesians movingly, confessionally about God. From the beginning, as we read this letter, you know, our hearts and our minds are we're, we're given a new focus. The, the Christian mystic Evelyn Underhill, writing to the Archbishop of Canterbury in 1930, noted that the interesting thing about religion is God. Now, this idea goes somewhat against our grain. Church, spiritual life, and mission can become what we do. It's our activity, our action, our feelings, our preferences, our emotions, our beliefs. But Ephesians orients us and turns us back toward the triune God. And in the first chapter of the letter, it is God the Father who is at center stage. These verses are are crammed with all that the Lord has has done for us. This is this incredibly long sentence, several verses long here, beginning in in chapter one of Ephesians. Because see, God has blessed us in Jesus Christ. Secondly, God has chosen us in Jesus. 
Thirdly, God destined us for adoption. Fourthly, God's glorious grace has been freely bestowed on us. Fifthly, God has made known to us the mystery of his will. Six, God will gather up all things in Jesus. Seven, God lavished his grace on us. And eight, God accomplishes all things according to his divine counsel and his will. This text is, is it's an inspired hymn of praise. It's a, a doxology to the God of the universe. Within these few verses, we become aware of God's providence, of God's care, his watchful eye. Remember that song? We sang it as kids. He's got the whole world in his hands. Do we believe that? Do we believe that now in 2020? You see, God provides. And God is at work in our lives before we're aware, before we can even respond. God has a plan for us, and that plan is rooted in the concept of preeminent grace the that grace is that is prior to our response there's god's providence and there's also god's power and we experience god's power as it as it makes us holy as whole and and blameless and we find the the source of this power is in the phrase in christ which occurs 10 times in these 11 verses to live in christ is to live to the praise of God's glory as we fulfill the mission of the Son who came to glorify his Father, John 17, 1. So what meaning does the power of God have, have for you and me? Well, at the end of the letter, we read that Paul is an ambassador in chains. That's Ephesians 6, 20, and we'll get there eventually here. But, but even in prison, even awaiting trial, Paul could cling to, he could grab hold of, he could remember and claim the power of God. Some of us, especially right now, sense that we are powerless in this life, that we've lost control of our destinies, of our plans, that our lives are closing in on us. The world has become much smaller in the United States, specifically since March of 2020. Collective decisions seem, seem to have become removed from us the, the the challenges seem more intense more you know bigger the need is greater the resources seem fewer but we have to remember paul does not write ephesians does not write this from an ivory tower rather paul writes as one who is in bondage and yet paul knows the power and claims the power of god because god provides for us. God's power is with us and for us. God has a purpose for us that we might live to the praise of his glory. Sometimes we teach the concept of faith through through a series of questions and answers. It's, it's a hard thing to nail down. What is faith? So these questions and answers can, can sometimes help. The, the Westminster Confes- Confession poses one of these questions. And here it is. Here's the question. What is the chief end of humanity? The answer, our chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So what's our purpose? Why are we here? We, we discover answers to these questions as we worship the Lord, the God of Ephesians, Ephesians 1, who gathers all things together in Jesus Christ. This God has a purpose for each and every one of us. 
And that purpose is always within the loving context of God's love for us. You see, we come away from worship. We hope and we expect wondering about that purpose. So consequently, worship is, is this sheer gratitude grace. The, the, the other six days of the week, the world would teach us to view life from a particular perspective, the, whatever that might be. Maybe it's the bottom line or, or what can I produce? You know, I'm as good as what, I, as what I did yesterday or how I appear or who I know, the family in which I grew up in or the one in which I didn't. But on the seventh day, we worship the Lord and we connect with something greater. We discover that the God who is out there in the cosmos, big God, big cosmos, is also the God who is also within us through the Holy Spirit. This is the majesty and the intimacy of a relationship with the living God who surpasses any of our understanding. Yet this God also numbers the hairs on our heads, and we learn that this worship can happen all week long. It doesn't have to just be reserved for one day of the week. It can be done when we're working, when we're resting, when we're having fun, when we're with our families, when we're with our friends, when we're mourning and in grief, when we're experiencing joy in all aspects of life. Some of us, no doubt, are here this morning and, and are anxious about the future. I, I get anxious about the future. Big, big future, right? Am I, am I going to repeat the mistakes that I make? Or how many times am I going to repeat the same mistake? When will I, quote unquote, get it right? We're uncertain about the journey before us. We're, we're apprehensive about how to move forward with plans right now, with, with relationships, at work and life. Despite our anxiety, however, we can connect with a God who provides. Some of us are here this morning and we failed. We, we've sinned. We have fallen short. And we know that in our own strength, we cannot please God. We cannot connect with a God whose power. We, but but we, we have to understand that we can connect with a God whose power is at work in our lives, bringing about our salvation, transformation, our healing. Some of us simply know deep down, you know, in our gut that there is more to this life, that there is some reason that we are here and we can connect with that reason. We can connect with God's purpose that can help us make sense of who we are and why we're here. You see, we learn in Ephesians 1 that we connect with this God and the Father through our needs for providence, for power and purpose. Later in Ephesians chapter 3, 20 through 21, there, there's a prayer that, that gathers up everything hinted at in the first chapter of this letter. It's a benediction that speaks to the very nature of providence, power, and purpose. Now to God, who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine, to God be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through, through Jesus Christ in accordance with his 
pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he's freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding and made known to us the the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Amen and amen. I want to close today by reading from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 through 21. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant bought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing in him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And God bless.